to quit talking about other folk and start practicing getting your shit, getting your stuff together. Alright, that's the first time I played that sound clip all the way through. I didn't realize that shit was this long. 701, ladies and gentlemen. Jersey Judah, as promised, Red Pill Party Podcast. I am back. Um, There's a lot of shit going on here. There's supposed to be an event. Now, see, I didn't realize white people were this tardy. Like, I had no idea that Caucasians were this tardy. I thought this was just a color people thing. I thought this was just a black thing where these people are absolutely fucking late. Um, today was sort of a busy day for me, but not really. Um, I guess I got overhyped about the possibility of me being jammed throughout the day sort of going back and trying to fix everything, clean up everything the last minute. But I really came in, knocked everything out the way that I was supposed to do it. But I'm going to take a brief intermission only because I'm not really sure what these people need me to do. Now, I was told, hey, there's an event today. Uh, Make sure that people got what they need. All right, you guys need a cart. Or like a flatbed, boom, got y'all that, no problem. Y'all need 12 tables, boom. Uh, They didn't tell me, they didn't say anything about if I needed to set set things up or did I have to wait until people showed up. So I'm kind of babysitting adults right now. That's pretty much my activity for the rest of the night. Um, I'm not going to do nothing too long here because I really want to make sure, I mean, technically I can stop from how I look at it. I can stop eh, roughly before nine o'clock. That gives me about an hour and 15 minutes to go through. Make sure these people didn't fuck anything up. But tonight I think it's really Adults, for the most part, if these niggas ain't asking me to to lift anything, I'm not just going to voluntarily do it. I'm just not. But like I said, man, I'm kind of just chilling right now. I assume, and like, like I said, it's a group of women, right? And nothing personal against women with this. And I really don't mean to say things like this, but women make... The most simplest task seems so fucking difficult. I'm watching these two women struggle with a goddamn hand truck. Not even a hand truck, a a fucking flatbed. And they're trying to push it out of the door. The door is already open. 
I already pried and unlocked the door with the with the key that I have to this building. And I see these women like struggling to carry small shit in. And it's like, wow. Y'all don't need a man, though. These women don't need a man. These women don't need a man. Let these bitches struggle lifting and, and, and doing labor. You know what I'm saying? I'm cutthroat like that. God damn it. Yeah, I'm petty. Team petty. The red pill petty boys is back in this motherfucker. All right. <laughs> the red pill petty team is back. We don't give a fuck. These women want to be glorified hoes. And when they do the simplest task, like, I don't know, get a fucking education. They expect, you know, all the rewards. But we don't give a fuck. Shout out to academics, yo. We hard on thoughts out here. We are hard on thoughts. God damn it. They're supposed to be setting up this workshop shit. Tonight. And yeah, we got topics, nigga. Don't worry about it. We're going to get into them when I decide to get into them. There's a, like, like I said, there's a lot of shit going on, but I feel that everything that they have set up is everything that I feel is what's needed to be set up. Although, to be realistic, I may do this in two parts, unfortunately, but I think it will just be on the safer side. So, what we're going to do right now. Brief intermission. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of music. Uh, we're going to set things up. I want to go over, first and foremost, I'm sorry, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. I think I already did the introduction. But I want to go over the PM topics. We did the AM topics. We hit y'all with that AM Red Pill dosage. Y'all need that. Y'all need it. Now, this is the PM side. This is the flip side. Tonight's topic, we're going to talk about how looks deceive every man. And if you see one hoe, you see them all. And we're going to go over the hoe roster. This is what hoes have in their roster. These are the men. These are the type of men that are in the hoes roster. Okay, we're going to talk about those things tonight. We're going to have some fun. We're going to take y'all to service. We're going to take y'all to church. But for right now, I'm going to play an instrumental that is called Antivirus. Antivirus. This was made over two years ago. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. This is more of a basic sort of toned down instrumental, but it is what it is. Be right back. All right, let's see.
Son, where'd you find this? Virus by myself, Jersey Judah. <coughs> Y'all niggas know what I'm doing. Y'all hear me coughing, man. Don't don't wonder. <coughs> don't wonder if I have COVID. Your boy is doing just fine. My homeboy got COVID. Uh, shout out to him. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. A very speedy recovery. You know, COVID ain't no joke, man. I mean, let's be real. Niggas thought COVID-19 was some bullshit at first, right? Then we started to know about a lot of our relatives. Some of us were um, misfortunate enough to lose loved ones to this shit. I mean, we're dealing with a true... We're dealing with a situation, right? But hopefully everybody's doing okay, man. Um, (coughs) 7-Eleven. I'm not at the store 7-Eleven. It is 7-Eleven p.m. I want to do two parts of this, and I think I'm going to do so, and fuck it, we're going to get right into the bullshit, we're going to get right into the fuckery, we're going to take y'all, matter of fact, have a seat, have a seat, make sure you guys are uh, best dressed, right, make sure you guys well dressed, well behaved, we're going to have to pull out the organs, and we're going to have to take y'all to church. We're going to have to do it. Yes. Yes. Once I light this goddamn cigarette. All right. Let's talk about the topic tonight. And we're going to try to do this in two parts. Now, what I want to do now is talk about how looks deceive every man. And if you've seen one hoe, you've seen them all. The only difference with these women are their names. I'm talking about hoes. We're not talking about all women. We're talking about women that just so happen to be hoes. Okay. Now, we talk about thotties here a lot. We talked about six different thoughts that every man should know. Six different types of thoughts. We also talked about the white knight slash save a hoe traits. That a lot of these men have. But looks deceive every man. Looks deceive every man. Right? I like the shows or I like the movies that depict the devil as a woman. Because it's a concept that many men don't want to think about. Like a woman who's beautiful. A woman who appears to have everything going on. But she has manipulative ways. She has a way with men. She has the gift of gab, if you if you want to assume it that, where the attraction with these women are so high, but their productivity when it comes to simple tasks like getting up and going to work is at an all-time low. So instead of women, and this isn't all women, 
I want to address this the way that I want to address it. But I have to give a disclaimer. A lot of these funky bitches, instead of them going out there and trying to make their own money, they'll sexualize themselves, have an OnlyFans account, and then consider themselves hardworking, taking pictures of yourself. Women, your genetics is not a talent, okay? Man, that iced tea is hitting. We got raspberry iced tea today. Couldn't get the green tea. I just want to throw that out there. Turkey Hill raspberry flavored tea. This has a lot of sugar in it, but I typically water it down or I drink it with a lot of ice and I leave it in my car. So by the time I go on break, it's already watered down. It's delicious. It's fucking great. But these women, what they do, what they love to do is they love to position themselves as if they're not thoughts. They'll say that they're anything else besides thoughts, whores, and sluts. Once you've seen one hoe, you've seen them all. If you've seen one bitch, you've you've seen all of them. Because nothing's worse than a beautiful bum. I've talked about this before. A woman who has everything going on physically, facial features on point, body banging, and arrogant, filled of herself, have no real potential, have no purpose. There is nothing worse than those women. You want to know why? Because guys will only be thinking with their small heads. Guys is trying to fuck regardless, but guys get caught up in the BS that these women portray themselves as when it comes to the first stages, all right? We won't even say stage one. We'll say from ground zero, from the ground up, building the foundation. You see these women, you feeling these women, you think they got it going on. They have to have something important going on in their lives, right? But then you realize their whole method and their whole activity is making themselves look the way that they do to find better opportunity with certain men. Now, of course, <clears throat> in a perfect world, these women would just be sleeping with alphas. They'll be dating alphas. They'll be marrying alphas. But alphas, we all know, it's like if you're a guy who's a so-called alpha, right, you have a good option of being with a good amount of women. Would you really choose one of the modern day women or would your would you have and this is a question i have for alpha males i'm not an alpha male i don't portray myself as an alpha male i damn sure am not a beta male i consider myself sigma male i mentioned this earlier because uh one of my more popular more listened to episodes were the sigma male mindset and as a Sigma male, I would like to ask alphas, do you guys have expectations? Meaning, take away hookups. Because hookups, you're liable to fuck a fat chick. You're liable to fuck a, a loopy bitch. You're liable to fuck any chick when it comes to hooking up. Especially in the settings. We talked about the drunk thought, the alcoholic thought. These women are like sharks, are like piranhas. They circle the water waiting to see their prey 
Now, a lot of these women just completely get intoxicated. But other women pretend to be intoxicated. It's a part of their game. A looser woman would be more likely than to be approached by a guy than some uptight bitch sitting by herself. That's just the truth. But a hoe, rather than... A thought and a hoe is the same thing. That hoe over there. It's an acronym for thought. It's a hoe. A hoe, by all standards, is a low-level woman. What blows my mind today is you take a bitch who who was the ex-wife of a basketball player, or you take a bitch who was the ex-wife of a movie star, and all of a sudden you got high-class hoes? Think about it. See, like, we've glorified everything negative, and it's men and women. With men, we're only reacting in a natural way. If a woman's revealing herself, if a woman's taking her clothes off, of course, a heterosexual man would want to see it. But the heterosexual man also becoming a red pill wear man is all about self-development. So really... We're selfish. Like we're we're worried about developing ourselves. We're not going to sit down, um, try to rational rationalize dating these low level women and these hoes and trying to put them on pedestals and upgrade them for what? For what? Think about it. So once again, alphas, do you guys have expectations when it comes to women? The reason I ask this question is an alpha male and a man who's in the 20% are two different people. Sure, the guy who's in the top 20% is an alpha male, but he's top 20% because of his looks and income. The top 20% can very well be a beta male. I want you guys and women to really realize this. The top 20% can can possibly be beta males as well because unlike alpha males who need to be ahead of the pack, a beta male will just go along and get along. And you would think, oh, that's a terrible quality for women. No, these are the guys who are the targets of these bitches later on when they're in shambles and they have nothing else. They go back to these old, these old flings or these old guys that they they pretty much disposed of five years ago, 10 years ago, sometimes even 20. These bitches come back from the dead, man. These bitches are like zombies out here. Zombies. You dealing with a bitch and she says, all right, I'm going to go my own way. See, I had that happen a lot of times where bitches go, all right, because they realize that I'm not that guy who's going to sit there, whine and complain and beg them to do this and do that. These women will just say, all right, fine, I'll leave. And I'll go, all right, there's a door. See you. Peace out. Um, God bless. Right. Then all of a sudden, these bitches are raggedy. You upgraded. You out here. You out here doing your own thing. Self-development, self-accountability. You're bettering yourself. You're hitting the gym. You got a better job. You're getting into uh, starting your own company or starting your own business, doing your own things. And all of a sudden, these bitches come out of the woodworks like zombies. Like, nigga, I got I to gotta pack my gun when I come out here. You know what I'm saying? 
Another round. Another round. Another night. 722 right now. I'm thinking about just pausing this simply for the fact that I have to go in here and make sure everything is situated with these people. And then I'll probably most likely come back on here and tear shit up like I usually do. But when you see one hoe, you see them all. But we're going to talk about the hoe roster in a little bit. And the hoe roster is very important. Because these women, these hoes have been trying to emulate men for decades. So they've taken over the idea of being a pimp. They're just pimping themselves. They're putting themselves on the pole. They're putting themselves on the corner, a.k.a. IG, a.k.a. OnlyFans, to profit and make money. But these women only think about things short term. Their mindset for a lot of these women don't think long term, five years, 10 years down the line, where maybe the OnlyFans thing is getting a little too much. She's getting tired of men just randomly approaching her like she's a sex object, the way that she portrays herself on OnlyFans. And then she begins to look back and try to reach out to the old the old comrades that she had that was actually willing to give that bitch a better life. See, these bitches complain about their lives, but they don't want a man in it. They want to control when and how a man approaches her, and shit doesn't work like that. A lot of these bitches, they're finding this shit out on the deep end when they're 40, 50 deep. 40, 50 deep. Okay? Like, imagine spending your entire life believing a lie. You believed what these other bitches told you because these other bitches were better looking. These other bitches had more going on. So the better looking a bitch is, the less she has to do. That's just how society works. That's why you find a lot of the super attractive women, they're married to guys who make tons of cash. They stay home. Shout out to Minister Jap. They put their pussy on freeze. That pussy belongs to that man because that man is bringing shit to the table. And I respect that man. Fuck loving a man, bitch. Learn how to respect men. See, us as men, especially men, who were raised in single mother households, the first thing we were taught to do is respect women. A lot of us still respect women. Sure, I respect women. Do I respect all women? Do I respect women because they're women? No. See, that's the difference. See, bitches aren't taught to respect men because they're men. They're taught to respect men because if they need something carried or if they need something fixed, that man is going to be there to help you if you're on your P's and Q's and your best behavior. You bitches come out here talking about how you don't need a man. You don't need this and that. Right? Until you need something carried to the house. You bitches ain't hopping on no lawnmower. You bitches ain't cutting the grass, weed whacking. So when y'all need things done around the house on the outskirts... You're going to call some Mexican men up. They're not going to be Mexican women doing landscaping. There's not going to be a lot of women fixing roofs. So if you need something fixed with your roof on the outskirts, you're going to be calling men. You're not calling bitches. Bitches aren't climbing ladders. 
Bitches aren't climbing ladders. But see, these women don't acknowledge that. See what I mean? They don't acknowledge that. They're not taught to even acknowledge that. Oh, well, men are supposed to take care of us. Bitch, you done fall, you done fell, bumped your head several times. Repeatedly. You got up, fell, bumped your head again. I helped you up, you fell, bumped your head again. You bitches are unbelievable. Like, I'm surprised that there's not more men speaking up about this shit. A lot of guys will just choose to sit back and play the field. A lot of you niggas are fence sitters. You Steve Harvey, uh, Boyce Watkins type of niggas, y'all fence sit. And y'all play the side of wanting to help the men, but at the same time, you subconsciously teach men to pedestalize women. And you teach women to think like a man, like Steve Harvey, Ken Q-Dog, Boule ass niggas. Boule niggas are the worst, man. Boule niggas are like black, they're like white supremacists. It's like, it's the black people who are hired by white supremacists to promote a agenda. And that agenda is to make black people emasculate. It is to make black people wear dresses like Tyler Perry, like Martin Lawrence, like all these other weirdo ass niggas that do it. Just to give black people that image. Then you have the hyper masculine black people, which used to be hip hop. Now niggas wearing man purses and niggas doing all types of fruity shit. But before the extreme masculine black men were rappers or even basketball players to an extent. They've toned that down a big deal. A lot of these niggas are wearing skinny jeans. A lot of these niggas are bringing back fanny packs. A lot of these niggas have man purses. Niggas are wearing dresses. So for the establishment, it's mission accomplished. We've made the most masculine men on this planet wear a dress and be complete hoes. Mission accomplished. We did it. So now when you see more intelligent, more insightful, more educated, even I, I would say conservative black men, conservative black men, you have to understand something with your mind and what you have to bring to the table. The people who are going to go against you the most are black women. They're the first ones that's going to go against you. They're the first ones. And how they react, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they see that you're intelligent, but if they find out that you're conservative or you lean more to the right or better yet, if you have more of a traditionalist mindset, these women will run as far as they can from you. These women want men who are obedient. Matter of fact, let me read this. This was actually from yesterday. Topic I did last night, actually. Um, hopefully I can find this shit. Uh, when you deal with these niggas, right, who are like simps and Captain Sablehoes, they have, like I said, I mentioned before, passive aggressive behaviors. And also they exhibit controlling, possessive, jealous, uh, clingy. Are suffocating behaviors, they overtext, overcall, etc. Right? Also, they idolize potential mates and overlook their flaws, aka put them on pedestals. This is what we talk about a lot. 
when men started putting hoes and, and thoughts on pedestals, that's when we know we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in major trouble when hoes get put on pedestals by everyday guys, not just simps. Because now I feel that the dating market is tainted by thoughts and simps. They fucked it up. But the women have always been coming up off of dating apps because dating apps are aimed towards the female demographic. And believe it or not, the older you are as a woman, the more that platform is aimed for you. Now, it doesn't mean guys will be interested in you, but dating apps tend to cater more to women. Right. But we're going to get into a lot of shit, man. You know, what I mean, I really want to check this shit out in the school and make sure everything is situated before I go back out here and finish doing what I need to do. So I will take a brief pause for the calls. I will not be playing any music. You guys will just hear a brief pause and it may be 10 minutes from now, maybe 20 minutes from now, maybe a fucking hour from now. I will be back and we will get into the hoes roster. All right. 11 minutes later and I'm back. So everything is good. Everything is situated with these people. They have what they need set it up. In fact, I found out that we brought too many tables. So, of course, they asked me, hey, can you bring these tables back? I'm like, all right, cool. We got the flatbed. Cool. Put the three tables down. I forgot that I have the keys to a lot of the rooms in this building in my car. My car is running because I have my Bluetooth device connected in order to play sounds like this. Adios, you fucking skank. And other things, you know, maybe some laughter here and there. (laughs) You know, but anyway, we are back. Like I said, this was going to be one of those episodes where we're going to cook, but I have to really make sure I'm attending to my job and make sure everything is situated. And like I said, I'm pretty much done 90% of everything. I left three rooms the way that they are because I know these people are going to be in here. I think they are setting everything up until nine o'clock. So when it's nine o'clock or so, we'll begin to wrap this up. That's even if we get to that point. Like I said, you know, what I have set up for tonight's topic is really cut and dry and straight to the point. But there's a lot of other uh, points that I need to make along the way. Let me light this joint back up. First and foremost. Oh, man, this shit's acting up. Oh, man, I love raw papers so much because I like joints. I really do. You get, like, the solid taste and flavor of the cannabis and of the strand that you're smoking. But, man, they're a pain in the ass to keep lit. I'm telling you. And I went back to smoking backwoods not too long ago. So I'm kind of just, you know, puffing backwoods here and there. Not too good on the throat. Pause. <coughs> really heavy. Cigars in general, very heavy. Joints, <coughs> a lot better. Need I say healthier because you're not 
smoking uh, like a tobacco product. But man, these motherfuckers don't stay lit. Shit pisses me off. But like I said, man, we in these topics, man. We in these streets. We in these streets right now. We're on these podcast streets. And we are talking about looks deceive every man. And boy, I have stories for you. I mean, I was deceived by looks when it came to most of the women that I was with. Because naturally, I see them a certain way and I expect them to be the way that I think they will be. Most guys, that's how most guys are. We think with our smaller heads. We see an attractive bitch and we got to think that she's God's gift to earth. But a lot of these bitches are wicked. A lot of these bitches are demons. And a lot of these bitches lie and manipulate to get what they want from men. It's, it, it is the harsh reality, fellas. Y'all niggas better wake the fuck up. Y'all better wake the fuck up. You know what I mean? If you don't, you'll find yourself in those situations where you're with a woman or you see a woman, you think she's the shit because of how she looks, but she's wicked. These women have the whore of Babylon spirit. These women have the Jezebel spirit. These women are wicked. And I mentioned this before I had to check out everything else in the in this building that it's funny when women are portrayed as the devil. Um, I forgot what what fucking what movie that is. Damn, I forgot the movie. With uh Brendan Fraser and the other chick, Elizabeth something. She she's like Australian or something, or maybe from the UK. She has one of those accents. Fine, bitch. She probably still fine to this day. But she was portrayed as the devil in this movie. She comes across Brandon Fraser, who's like beta, goofy type of guy, never took him serious. And he was blown away that the woman would be the deceiver of all mankind not the man the attractive woman the woman in the red dress the red dress representing the distractions the distractions representing the modern day women in which a lot of men have to be careful from uh be careful when it comes to interacting talking dating uh long-term relationships and especially marriage and these women know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They know what they're doing. They know that they are manipulative. They know they ain't worth shit. They know they have nothing to offer men. But if they can max them a lot, if they can if they can max up their looks, if they can max up their appeal, then they can fool the average guy who's just trying to sleep, who's trying to smash, who's trying to sleep with her, or even worse, that guy who's hooked to her. But guys, looks deceive every man. Now, I mentioned there's a couple stories that I wanted to get to because... <coughs> oh, GMO, by the way. 
we're still smoking on that strand. That is the strand of the day. It might be the strand of the week. Because I got a good amount of this shit, about a half ounce. <coughs> so we're going to be smoking this all week. But uh, by the way, that's why I'm coughing. A lot of the exes that I've had opened my eyes to the reality of what you see from a woman and what a woman really is. It's almost how women look at men today with money. They look at these men as the answer to all of their problems. You see what I mean? Besides your usual, um, you know, typical, he got to be six foot. He has to drive this type of car. He has to have this going on. And you ask these bitches what they do for a living. And they give you typical answers. Oh, I'm a model. A model for what? Oh, I'm on IG. Bitch, that's not modeling. That's not modeling. If you on IG, just taking sexy pictures, it's not modeling. Do you have a photographer? Do you have booking information where you actually do photography and you give photographers information if they want to be shot in clothing or with products, things of that nature? A lot of these bitches are superficial anyway, and they're goofy. It's nothing worse than a goofy, superficial bitch. On top of that, she's shaped like a goddamn recycling dumpster, right? She has the shape of a garbage bag filled with air. This is how a lot of these women are shaped. You know, pray for them. They need, they need some type of guidance, and they're not getting guidance for men. And the only people they get an approach from, matter of fact, Michael Cole, uh, tell these niggas who these bitches only are getting approached by. And who's that? Oh, it's Mr. MVP, Sim! Those are the only niggas that are approaching these fat, disgraceful women or simps. Because simps have no soul. A thought has no soul. A hoe has no soul. Because she has no standards. She has no respect for herself. So how the fuck can you expect these type of bitches to respect men? But on the flip side, us men have been taught to respect all women. Right? Protect our queens. I gotta continue... Beating you niggas upside the head with this reality. Y'all gotta y'all gotta constantly feel it. We can't stop. Won't stop. Because it's the truth. These fat, overweight women have the arrogance, the personality, everything besides the appearance of a bad bitch. These are like shallow how bitches. These bitches look into the mirror and they see a bad dime, a dime piece. When she goes out here and, and talks about trying to get with the high value men, these high value men look at these bitches like they're peons. Because in essence, that's what they are. 
brother man, these women are peons. When a woman notices a man who she feels she should be with, she's not going to have that goofy, uh, goofy mentality. At least if she's in her right fucking mind, she's going to smarten up real quick and realize that there's a guy who's actually going to give her fucking time and attention and maybe some fucking money if she learned how to keep her mouth shut and play the rules of the game. Hold up. If a woman gets in line, and I don't say this in no fucking misogynist way, because a lot of niggas need to get in line too. But when I tell men to get in line, I tell men to get in line for themselves. I tell men to be in line or aligned with their higher, better self. Rather than be the guy who pedestalizes and chases all women and have this passive aggressive attitude because a bitch doesn't give you time and attention that you give her. These women just learned how to play the game. And a lot of you niggas missed out and I'm trying to get you niggas to catch the fuck up. It's not too late. I learned this shit in my late 20s. I was the simps. I was I was the simp lord. I was I was the um <laughs> like I was a simp. You feel me? I was a simp. I put women on pedestals. Now the difference between me and a average simp was <clears throat> I didn't need to do all that. <laughs> like once I once I began to ignore women, once I began to focus on getting things accomplished and doing things through self-development and learning from my mistakes and actually being accountable for my actions. Well, these bitches disappeared out of nowhere. Now I'm just curbing bitches. I'm not even ghosting women. I'm just curbing them. I'm telling them right then and there, I'm not interested. You, you, you don't have the qualifications for me to roll with and have by my side. Straight facts. Straight up. See a lot of you women, y'all y'all are down bad right now. The holidays is coming up. The holidays is coming up, and you bitches are busted, dusted, and disgusted. Alone. Holiday blues. Oh my God. Holiday blues. You bitches are finished. A lot of you bitches are finished. Y'all need to hear this from me. And see, I'm not saying this to be the bad guy, but then again, I don't give a fuck either way. You can't live your life wearing a fucking cape your whole life, simps. Betas. Betamon. Betamon. You cannot live your entire life wearing a cape. Sometimes you got to get straight wicked on these bitches because these women come with that wicked, negative, demonic energy. All they want is dick and wallets. That's what most of these women are after. But if a guy tells you he's out here just to smash, this guy is vilified. What the fuck can he do? He knows that he's dealing with low hanging fruit. 
He knows it. Let Darius tell you. Shout out to Darius M, man. Darius M. But let my nigga from Chicago tell y'all how it is. You know what I mean? Let my nigga from Chicago tell y'all. So let me get this straight. You women want a guy who's taller than you, makes more money than you, more successful and driven than you, is in better shape than you, can make you laugh, have more confidence and charisma than you, able to buy you a big house, a big diamond ring, deal with your mood swings and bad attitude, take you shopping, take you on trips, and you still somehow think you're the prize and men should chase you? We're not playing, bro. We're not playing. And we're paying attention. We got our ear to the streets right now. We got our ear on the YouTube streets. The YouTube streets are always going to be dusty because they allow dusty bitches and bummy-ass niggas to come on and fuck up the platform. Why do bitches feel the need or how does YouTube verify these bottom-feeding hoes coming on YouTube, right, saying all this foul shit about niggas, like niggas ain't shit, men are trash, kill all men. It's on TikTok and it's on YouTube heavy right now, right? A man comes on here, let alone a black, a melanated man comes on here, speaks the truth, and all of a sudden, it's like the fucking Holocaust is here. I'm only speaking of facts. And look, I don't give a fuck if I was successful, if I'm where I'm at now, just making ends meet, making moves, making better moves than what I was making last year and a year before that. I'm good. I don't give a shit about these hoes, these these dusty ass bitches, these refrigerator shaped hoes, these oven, conventional oven shaped bitches. I don't care about these hoes. So, of course, I'm going to go hard. Of course, of course, I'm going to do what I intend to do when I come on here. I'm trying to come with straight energy. Because I'm not coming on here talking softly. I'm not on here bowing down to bitches. I'm just not doing that shit. A lot of these other guys, they found their lane in that. And even though I disagree, who the fuck am I? But a human being with his own problems. So it is what it is. But with me, nah. Mm-mm. I'm going to keep my foot on these bitches' necks. I'm going to keep my foot on these thotties' necks. Because these bitches ain't shit. And a lot of these guys need to wake up. And a lot of you sensitive women need to realize that. A lot of y'all women created this battlefield. And y'all losing. Y'all losing because a lot of us is waking the fuck up. And a lot of us don't want to deal with y'all funky bitches. And with the assist of social media, you have exposed yourself and allow others to see your activities. You allow potential guys to see your dysfunctional behaviors and you get upset and depressed because they want nothing to do with your funky ass anymore. Bitch, you need this work. You need this treatment. You need new age traditionalism. New age traditionalism is not just aim for men, by the way. Right. And I wanted to do something organic. I wanted to involve incorporate women who either disagree or who agrees.
The women who disagree will sit back and debate these women. If these women want to get wicked on a nigga, I'll roast these bitches. I don't give a fuck. I'll roast these bitches. And I'll enjoy doing it. See what I mean? Because, look. A bitch don't give a shit if you're in pain. You understand? I want a lot of men to understand what I'm about to tell y'all. Before I really go in and and, and talk about the type of uh, men that this bitch has, these hoes have on their rosters, okay? When you are suffering a loss of any kind... A lot of bitches don't give a shit. If you're in pain, a lot of bitches don't give a fuck. If you had a hard day at work, a lot of bitches don't give a shit about it. And it only took a few niggas like myself to sit back and go, damn, that's fucked up. I guess I don't give a shit about these hoes either. That's really what it boiled down to. I don't give a shit about these bitches either then. Because women are selfish when it comes to personal matter. They want to be in your business, but they don't want to be a part of your business. Unless you are successful, then they want to leech off your business. They want to make a brand off of your name. This is how a lot of these hip-hop wives and um, desperate housewives, basketball wives, even mob wives... This is how a lot of these broads get their credibility and notoriety from the man. That's a motherfucking fact. And I don't want to hear shit from none of you goofy ass women. Because what I'm saying right now is the fucking truth. It's raining. Shit. I'm high as a fucking space cadet right now. This rain is louder than I expected. Considering the fact I didn't know it was going to rain. It is raining, but I am still going to record. Because fuck it. I started this and I'm going to end this goddamn thing. Satan is fucking with us right now. I'm glad I at least have my jacket on. My Columbia jacket at that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a hood on. I don't have a hoodie on. This is more or less like a fleece, but a heavy fleece. But fuck it. We in this motherfucker. <laughs> We're in the trenches. It is pouring right now, which is fucking crazy. But we're going to get into some shit, man. As promised, the the main course of tonight, like I said, this ain't going to be too long for obvious reasons now. Once I get out of this car, a nigga's going to have to run like a track star. You know what I mean? Going to run like a goddamn track star when I get out of this car to go into this building to get out of this rain. But as promised, I'm going to go through what I call 
the whole roster. The whole roster. So, I talked about earlier how women try to emulate men. Men, Women envy men in a lot of ways. Women envy men. And it starts with the dominance, the physical dominance, the masculinity. That's why I think you see a lot of black women, a lot of women in general, but especially black women have more of a masculine energy towards men. And there are the same bitches that wonder why nobody wants to deal with them. I never understood like the tomboy aspect. Like, yeah, I knew Tom, like tomboys growing up, like bitches who hung out with dudes, but it wasn't like a known thing to where a woman was just a smut for doing that. Like if a woman literally played basketball, right. And there wasn't a lot of women besides a couple women, whether she plays, you know, girls basketball or anything like that. If at a certain time growing up, if a woman was just known for playing basketball and being good at basketball and she so happened to hang out with a lot of guys, that wasn't seen as any sort of yellow or red flag. Today, it has to be put into questioning because these women tried to display this level of testosterone. And I have to be honest, maybe this is like a backhanded compliment. But black women do it the best. Black women are essentially the most masculine women in this country. They are the most masculine, disrespectful type of women in this country. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Let me break it down real quick. All right. So these black bitches, right, they believe that they can find a man. These bitches want to find a real man. This is what you hear the black women talk about constantly. Where are the real men? All these other niggas is lame. They say that the educated brother is lame. The brother who's trying to make himself a better man, a more educated man, a more thought-provoking man, right? They say that this nigga's lame. So you know what they fuck with, right? They fuck with them thug-ass niggas, right? Thug niggas break them off. See, that's why, see, a lot of you nice guys got to learn something from the thugs. See, I learned a lot from thug-ass niggas. You know what I mean? I'm melanated. Fuck African-American. I'm melanated. I'm a melanated American. I'll slap the shit out of somebody who says otherwise. More or less... I'm a melanated black, uh, I'm a melanated American Indian at that. I'll just address it like that. So my mindset is completely different, okay? Now, most of you bitches aren't really used to rejection. I talk about this a lot. And the reason why women aren't used to rejection is they're never taught to approach and tell a man what they want 
or if they actually see a man that they want, they were never told to go up to that man, say that you think they look fine or whatever. However, women address the shit, they never, they usually don't do it. They're not taught to do it. Men, on the other hand, we are taught rejection early on in our lives. Our rejection would first come from our parents, naturally. You smell me? And we taught not to cry about it. Big boys don't cry. But if you look on the opposite end, you have the females. The females, they get tip retentions. I mean, boys do too. Boys, we get we get fucked up. Niggas know how it is growing up. Okay? We get slapped. Bitches is beating us the fuck up. Mom end up slapping the shit out of us. Auntie slapping the shit out of us. Grandmom slapping the shit out of us. I'm telling you. A bitch breaks something. And I remember this, actually. Let's talk about this quick story. You know, God rest my grandmother. Um, She passed on 2000. Yeah, she passed on, I think, 2000, right? Or 2000 or 2001. God forgive me for forgetting. But I remember her being strict. And she was a high yellow black woman of Native American and also of Irish descent. But she was strict and she was mean. And she was, I didn't like my grandma. I loved my grandma. Don't get it twisted. I just didn't like her. Niggas, melanated folks know what I'm talking about. I loved her. I just didn't like her. Like, she was really, she was rough. Like, I couldn't do shit. And she used to live in Camden. She's lived in Camden by the waterfront, if I'm not mistaken. Because that's the first thing I think of when I think of my grandmom in Camden. Camden. So, by the waterfront. And my mom would drop my bad ass off every weekend, especially if I was acting up in school, which I did a lot. I ain't going to lie. I was, you know, I was a class clown type nigga. You know, I was all about laughs. I didn't really give a shit about school. But when I was acting up and this was when I was young, I don't even think I was anything but at the most 10, possibly 11 at that time. My mom would drop me off in Camden. I know I was going to my grandmom's house because I remember a lot of niggas from Jersey know what I'm talking about. You go down 130, and 130 takes you directly to Camden. It's like it goes through everything. It goes through everything. So I remember the long car ride, and I remember showing up, and my grandma was just didn't play any games. Old school. Old school. Black woman. She was mixed, but she was black. You feel me? <laughs> she was black. All my great aunts, they had the same type of complexion. And I always looked at it as like, it wasn't, it was black. You can tell like they were black, but it was a type of tan that was like almost uncommon. And my great aunts, they're Irish ancestry is deep so they all have freckles so they're light-skinned and they have freckles and i just remember 
how exotic it looked. You know what I mean? It it was almost like looking at a, an exotic animal. And I don't mean to say that in a disrespectful manner, but I'm saying like an exotic animal. They have features that aren't aren't commonly seen. You feel me? And um, my grandma was wicked though. She 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 fucked me up. Rest in peace though, man. But she was wicked as fuck, man. She used to whoop my ass. I remember during Christmas time because we were talking about this. I got dropped off during the time of Christmas. And I think I was acting up. I had to be really bad. My mom just said, fuck it. You're going to stay with your grandma uh, <laughs> during Christmas. So I was like, all right, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I was bad, man. So I got in there, man. I just started running around the house. And I remember it was something I, I seen about the gingerbread man. You feel me? It was something, something to do with the gingerbread man. And I was just obsessed. I just kept yelling, I'm the fucking... I didn't say I'm the fuck. I'm saying I'm the gingerbread man. I just run around and do stupid shit when I was growing up. Like most other kids, but I actually remember this shit. And, you know, I'm running around. I'm the gingerbread man running around. And then I had my, uh, my great aunt, Pauline. God rest her, too. She died, unfortunately, on my birthday. I remember I was really young. And I was happy that it was my birthday and all. And my mom comes into my room, tells me, you know, your great aunt Pauline died. And I just broke down. Because, like I said, I was in such a happy mood. I was young then. I think I was 12, maybe. A little bit after my grandma passed, my aunt, my great aunt Pauline passed. And they used, to, they used to live in the house together where I used to go out in Camden. So anyway, during that time, I see her and I'm yelling, I'm the gingerbread man. And she wicked too. She like, yo, shut your ass up. Like, yo, I'm telling you, old school black women don't play. And I respect and uh, praise. I, I will use the word praise these type of women because these women were the women that were there when a lot of our mothers weren't there. And I'm not saying my mother was bad in any way, but my grandmom instilled a lot of fear in me that my mom wasn't able to. She old school. She'll get the wooden spoon. Fuck your knuckles up real quick. Put your hand out. No. Pow. You know what I mean? Smack the shit out of you with the shit. You know what I mean? That's old school. You can't do that shit today. That's child abuse. I didn't look at it like that. I was a badass kid. So I'm running around. I'm the gingerbread man. I'd knock over. I want to say it was a cup, but it could have been a plate. I just remember it a glass sound. It was like a glass looking plate or it was a cup that I that I. Knocked over when I was running through the kitchen. Remember hearing the sound. And in my head, I'm going, ah, fuck that. That's what I'm saying. So I'm still running around. My grandmom heard the sound instantly. You know what I mean? Her, her radar was up. So she moving through the little living room to go towards the kitchen area. Man, she saw that glass. She yelled, Robert. When I hear that, man, my heart stops. I know I'm about to get an ass whooping in my life. I stop. I'm like, yeah. She's like, get over here. Oh, I was like, damn. Went over there. She already had the spoon ready. She had the wooden spoon. She used to hit me with, she used to hit me with an old, heavy-ass wooden spoon, bro. That shit was no fucking games, yo. She didn't hold back, too. The Lord was with her. Through and through, the Lord was with her. She had the strength of an ox. 
and this and this wicked light skinned woman would just annihilate me. I'll be young too. I was young, but I don't really look at it as child abuse because I was a badass kid. But there, you have to look into our generation, and you have to realize that there's not a lot. There's none of those women are left. God rest them all. Great women, great examples, and did the best they can to raise their daughters in a different time period. My grandmother and my great aunts went through real racial, social injustice, unlike these bitch-made left-wing bum-ass niggas that talk about social injustice today. You're talking about the 60s, the late 60s. You're talking about the 70s, early 60s. You're talking about civil rights. You're talking about true, definite racism, a face, the Klan, the president, LBJ, the oppressive, the, the oppression from the left that these idiots still go along with the left today. But I'm not going to go on a political rant. I'm just saying things have changed and a lot of us haven't woke up and realized that the atmosphere and the environment definitely changed. You're still in the same area, but you got to realize in this day and age, there's more sensitivity when it comes to these people. You can't talk about real things without ruffling a couple of feathers. And me, I don't really give a shit about any of that. You know what I mean? I'm here for the bullshit. I'm here for the fuckery. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for everything. I'm here for the smoke. I'm here for the horns. I'm here for the horns. I'm here for the fuckery. I'm here for the sound effects. I'm here for the church. I'm here to get busy. I'm here to get busy. All right? Fuck it. Bring the organs back. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I feel like that tonight. I'm feeling like that tonight. I'm really feeling like it. All right? The whole roster is a concept. It's a concept that's used by a lot of content creators. I'm not doing nothing new or anything necessarily organic. The way that I'm doing it will be organic. But the whole roster is just a concept where a woman who's already sexually active, she still puts expectations towards men as if she's a virgin, as if she's this innocent, um, God-fearing woman, which is usually never the case. These women are very wicked. They're as wicked as they come. And they, I believe, possess some negative energy and negative spirit more of a demonic spirit. A lot of these women are like a succubus. They're like sex slaves in a sense. But as I addressed earlier, they were able to capitalize and no longer have the control of a man. They can pimp and whore out themselves. And they've done so. No need to backtrack, but you guys already know the vibes. We're not fucking around. We're not fucking around tonight. They lied to me. They're going to tell me, Oh, we got, well, you know, the basketball team is coming in later on. So, you know, just have everything ready and set up for them. I'm like, all right. So I have everything set up. I didn't even have to run the machine through the gym floor because the the floors were already cool. I didn't have to burnish anything, although I may burnish the gym later on just to have something to do later on at night before I head out at 1015. 
But everything was exactly the same. The only thing that I have to do is like three rooms. Three rooms and probably run the machine. Uh, I didn't bring my Chromebook, which was actually unfortunate because I usually do a lot of my research. I work on uh, a lot of my logos. I'm working on a couple of logos still for the podcast in the near future. What I did uh, previously was just something goofy. I was just getting used to the program that I was using to create the logo. But now I'm getting more into uh, editing icons and, you know, I'm trying to have skulls and lion heads and shit. Like, that's the type of shit that I like, especially for uh, the Jersey Judah I would consider it a brand where it is me speaking the truth, talking on my platform, on the podcast. And it's also me as a music producer making my own music. Uh, A lot of the music that I make involves no samples. It's all natural sound, all organic shit that I think people should fuck with. But for Jersey Judah, that's like not just a name, that's a brand. You know what I mean? That's a representation of myself. And with the Red Pill Party podcast, that's just another engine. Or that is the main motor. That is the engine in which everything transpires, the conversations, the topics. Um, Later on in the future, especially when I get the New Age Traditionalism page set up on Facebook, I want a lot of you guys to come over there, show some love and support. Uh, the more love and support that I get over there, the more chances you'll find me doing a lot of live shit. Even if it's 20 to 45 minute live videos, just to give you guys an update. I intended to do this in a more professional manner from the get-go. It just was, I wasn't in really that position to make that move, per se. Now, I'm in the best position that I've ever been in. And I have more of an opportunity to address my shit, especially like with YouTube. And trust me, I'm getting into the whole roster, but you know the deal, man. We're sitting back, kicking back, relaxing. The rain stopped. I have my uh, sunroof. I don't have it open, but I have the mirror thing open. And I'm seeing like the silhouette of the rain hitting the glass and the rain hitting the mirror. I'm in another dimension. I'm high as a kite. So you guys know when I smoke, I like to talk my shit, which is a good reason why I get stoned in, in podcasts. That's what I do. You know what I mean? Had to light this joint back up now. I get stoned and I like to talk my shit. You know what I mean? Plus, not to mention... I mentioned this earlier that there was a good chance that I would just come on here and talk shit like I used to talk shit anyway. But I'm still going to get back into the topic. I'm just I'm just letting people know that we're still making moves here. You know, this isn't the final this isn't the final frontier. And I'm going to keep it G. I'm going to keep it 1000. The content and I'm going to say this right now. I vow to say this. If I ever get anywhere through doing this my content this episode the entire catalog of the red pill party uh, podcast will remain free i will not charge anything for somebody to view my content even if i go on live 
if people feel the need to support, then it would be appreciated. And when I get to that point, I will address it and I will acknowledge those doing so. But that's not that's not the main objective for me. If I was still working at the job that I was working at previously, then yeah, that probably would be because I just wasn't making enough and I can just keep it real with y'all. And a lot of times I wasn't really making ends meet. So I had to learn about sacrifice early on. The weed, even though I love smoking, a lot of that shit I wasn't able to do as much anymore. Paying the bills, you know what I mean? Contributing, doing what you had to do to make ends meet. And on top of that, having having a place of employment that's not necessarily helpful. A place of employment that gives you more obstacles and opportunity. Come on, man. But now I'm at a better place now. Making a lot more money. So to get to a place where I need to get at, it just involves the people. I'll make the necessary upgrades myself. I'll purchase the new I'll purchase the new laptop myself. I'll purchase the new possible microphone myself. I won't need a lot of you people for that. I need you guys for the support. That's what I need. I need an amount of honor when it comes to support. So you hearing this right now, December, December 6, 2021, wherever I go with this podcast, if it goes somewhere major, if my content on YouTube goes somewhere major, I will not charge a dime for people to hear my content. I wanted to write a book about self-development and I wanted to make it a free ebook and I'm still thinking about doing that, Right. Just because I want people to hear a different perspective and different insight. You know what I'm saying? You have to make certain sacrifices. And I understand. I've been making sacrifices my whole life. Without even really knowing it. But as I gotten older, it kind of just hit me all at once. Like, you know, a lot of things that I did in life, I made sacrifices to get there. You know, I have a bizarre story when it comes to employment. You guys already know Custodial Chronicles, but I told you guys before, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) I have nothing really to complain about still. It's been well over a month since I've been here. I still have nothing to complain about. I got here at the end of October. It's December the 6th. Zero complaints. You know what I mean? Still making progress. And with this podcast, we're going to do the same. So let's get into it. All right. Let's stop fucking around. You know what I mean? Let's stop bullshitting. I know you guys want to hear the whole roster. And we're going to get into it. But let me give a couple of disclaimers. So the whole roster, once again, is a concept. This isn't something solid 
But this is close to accurate when it comes to modern females who live a casual sex lifestyle, an open relationship lifestyle. Okay. So the whole roster is a hose arsenal. This is what the hose consider their weapon. You know what I mean? And it's a roster. They got their they got their starting lineup. They got five guys they're dating at once. I brought this up before. Minister Jap was the first one to bring this up to my knowledge of an article where a bitch, a dating coach, a female dating advice coach, right? Typical. Most likely abroad from New York, one of these black uppity bitches from New York. They live in like the high class areas. A lot of the new property in Harlem, salute to Harlem. A lot of those that didn't get gentrified, a lot of black, more high, high middle class black people live in those areas. And that's one of those bitches, right? And she has, it's like, it's a level of arrogance that's almost unbelievable. If you can remember the average at best, the now famous uh, Kevin Samuels clip where there is a black woman who I would say is below average, but that's just my personal preference, talking about why she deserves a high-valued man. And Kevin Samuels telling her she's average at best. <clears throat> well... Even the women who have these high-paying jobs, even these career-driven women, they're still average at best. And it makes it even more solid when, when women don't know that men don't give a shit about women with money. Men simply don't care. A bitch with money? Cool. Congratulations. That doesn't give you more points or give you more respect at the end of the day. And since a lot of men aren't really trying to date women that make more money than them, then they already single themselves out indefinite. And these women, <clears throat> a lot of these women who tell you that they don't mind dating a man who makes less than them, that's because they want that illusion of dominance. They want that level of control that even if she decides to leave or even if he leaves her, she still has more, quote unquote, to offer later on. But men never usually look at females as somebody to bring anything to the table besides vagina and a lack of stress and headaches. Uh, maybe a back rub, maybe a hot meal. And see me, I'm old school, but I'm a, I'm I'm 33 years old. So like I don't I'm solid when it comes to living the life, living the lifestyle whether you call it free agent, whether you consider it MGTOW, maybe even go monk, right? I can do those things. I've done it. Technically, I'm currently doing it now. Sure, I talk to women here and there, but if there's women that I see that have any potential, then I'm trying to set something up ASAP. I'm not trying to waste time going back with a woman who I feel has potential than just meet up with a, with a smut, smash, and, and be through with it. But that's just for me. Incels, they pray for shit like pussy. 
That blows my mind. Incels, they prey on pussy, but they pray for pussy. Lord, Lord, you got to hear me out. You got to hear me out. Incels prey on pussy. The incels are essentially like predators. They're like your your Elliot Roger, they're like predators, right? They prey on women at the same time prey for women. Terrible life. Once you begin to pedestalize females, you have essentially in a in a sense, this is why I say the simps are soulless. The simps are Captain Savahos are Savahos for a reason. They really be out here trying to get these hoes off the streets. Very few women fall in line unless this nigga got dick and wallet. Come on. Dick and wallet. That's what these women look for. So when you hear these women, these type of guys that these women have, guys, fellas, you just may be one of those niggas she got in the roster. Listen, we're going to go right into it. The whole roster. The first type of the first type of nigga that she has on her phone is simply considered texting bay. The texting bay is for a woman, it is a guy who is emotionally available but doesn't necessarily have everything to offer to her. So she just keeps it at a bare minimum, maybe a text here and there, a good morning here and there, just to make the guy feel important to an extent. But she doesn't really look at the guy as anything worthy than maybe hanging out, maybe a drink, or if he's more appealing, maybe she'll drop the draws. But most of these guys are used up. They become washed up fucking with these bitches. And see, guys, they'll get financially washed dealing with these broads long term, a.k.a. marriages, kids, child support, etc., divorce, alimony, etc., court system, um, child services, all the fuckery that you wouldn't even imagine. These bitches will put niggas through at the drop of a hat. So when there's more interactions with your average woman, the interactions become more of what can a guy bring to the table. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I believe women have the right to answer or ask that question. They just can't get offended when the guy flips the script and asks them the same fucking question. And we won't we don't want to hear no bullshit like you are the table. Bitch, you may be shaped like the table, but I'm not bringing money to you. Fuck I look like. The fuck do I look like? You may be shaped like a goddamn table, but bitch, you are not the table. We have to tell women you are not the table. You are a woman who comes to a man's presence. And you expect presence. Fuck. (sighs) 
these women come into a man's presence expecting presents, expecting gifts. They expect these things from men today. And these bitches have absolutely, positively nothing to offer in return. Nothing. Vagina, maybe. Sure. Okay. Vagina, everybody. Everything else. Trash already. Trash. Everything else trash. The pussy may even be trash. Because she's giving it out to too many men. Men. Incels. Black pill. Don't trip over these bitches and pussy. Some of these bitches only offer pussy. Come on, church. Come on. The fuck? Like, let's, let's really... Let's really get into the whole roster, though. I'm getting out of control right now. I'm getting out of hand. We are already nearly an hour and 30 minutes in. This wasn't what this wasn't what I intended to do, but I realized that the day was a lot easier than what these people told me the day would be. So I'm going to spend a good portion of the night with the fellas. This is this is a night out with the fellas. Campfire status. You know what I'm saying? We got the logs. We got the wood already in the pit. We already roasting. We about to start roasting these hoes. And we're about to continue on with the whole roster. Now, the texting bay is with a lot of the younger crowd, the bitch in college, and the guy who she randomly talks to in class. That's texting bay to the bitch. Outside of college, the texting bay can be the coworker. The texting bay can be Mostly, yeah, mostly co-workers. And do I have that listed? No, I don't. I have it listed next. Fuck that. The texting bay is usually the co-worker, but there is number two. And number two is very much so connected, if not one in the same. And what is that? What is that, you ask? That is the work husband. The work husband, you got to understand how a lot of women operate. A lot of women are freaky, but the, the catch is to find sort of the cool chicks that aren't necessarily hoes, but they're freaks on the low. And I was working at a job not too long ago, 2017. So we're talking four years ago. I was working at this job four years ago. In my city, so it was only but a two-mile, not even two-mile, I mean, like, a two-minute drive, not even. Yeah, about two, two to five-minute drive. And it was a warehouse. It wasn't a lot of warehouse work. It was simple shit. And there were a lot of women that started working there. And it was decent money at the time, especially for a warehouse job where you didn't necessarily do warehouse shit at all. But there were a lot of women there. There was a Jamaican chick. 
who I met there. We fucked around a little bit. And there was this other chick, this light-skinned joint. And she called me the work husband. I was the work husband. And in this warehouse, it's a lot of these boxes that forklift drivers and a lot of, uh, you know, trailers get dropped off and all these boxes get dropped off. So I'm in the back organizing a couple of boxes. And this bitch came up, grabbed my ass and all this shit. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. So I grabbed her ass. She was down with it. These women are freaky. Come to find out, this bitch has a whole boyfriend. This bitch had a whole boyfriend. And for a bitch that works at a warehouse, this bitch was fine. I'm going to say that right away. Bad joint. Light skin. About 5'5". Five, five. Excellent shape. Excellent features. Had a whole nigga on the side, man. God damn. And see me, I was on my horn dog shit. I was ready to smash at the job. Fuck it. I'll risk it for that. I was on my simp shit. Like I said, I was a simp back in the day. This is only four years ago. Telling y'all niggas, I, st- I woke up and acted early. As early as possible at my age. To get to where I'm at now and have the mindset that I have now. And to not really be fooled. And not really be bamboozled by these bitches today. That's just the reality. But you have the work husband. And like I said, I call it the work husband hunter. So she has the work husband, but she is the work husband hunter. Where she has long-term relationships. She's seeing guys, but she has a work husband. So when she's at work, she's with that guy. And these women go as far as... Being hugged up with them. You know, we you speak about sexual harassment, but a lot of guys just aren't having claims. Like, there's a lot of women that approach me on some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was just professional with it. And for me, it didn't bother me because the women that were on that freaky shit, they weren't bad looking. And if it wasn't the workplace, then, you know, it would have been a whole different story. But I was smart enough to keep my job and keep my sanity. But number one, the texting bay, which is usually a coworker, two, a direct coworker, the work husband. What is number three, you may ask? Well, number three is very direct. The number three is the certified side nigga. The certified side nigga. Certified side nigga. Now, the certified side nigga is usually a man who brings dick or wallet to the table. This was this is me bringing back the same fucking saying, dick and wallet. It's a man who's piping the bitch on the side or it's the man who's facilitating the bitch on the side, which usually still involves the man piping. It's just the man is more direct or the man is a simp through and through, and he's just paying his way regardless. Now, this guy is the most fortunate within this list that I have. It's only six. 
Notice that I gave six different hoes that you should pay attention to. In this case, I'm giving you six different type of men that is in a hose roster. Now, number three being the certified side material, the certified side nigga, certified. He's the one who has the biggest benefit of the list. Why? Because he's there smashing. He's getting with a lot of these guys on this list. In other words, this is the beta orbiters in a lot of ways, if you think about it. Besides the certified side nigga has to have some form of masculinity from where that woman can regularly fuck with regardless of what she's doing, who she's with, who she's talking to. That guy is always there. That guy always lingers. And anytime she's feeling down and out, that guy will be there to pipe her out, smut her out, and make her feel better about herself. Number four. Oh, my God. Number four is a heavy one. A lot of you nice guys, a lot of you simps need to wake the fuck up. I'm letting you niggas know right now. A lot of you niggas need to wake the fuck up. A lot of you simps need to wake the fuck up. I'm letting you niggas know right now. Number four. Number four is, without a doubt, the dinner date dummy. The dinner date dummy is the dumbest, right? In this list, he is the dumbest man in this list, in the roster. He is also, at the same time, the most available man. He's the dumbest, the most available. He will attend to the woman the most. He will pedestalize the woman the most and allow these bitches to run a fucking race, run track, run a fucking marathon, RIP Nipsey Hustle, RIP Neighborhood Nip, on these fucking dumbass niggas who choose to deal with these simple-minded hoes. And the reason being is, like I said, the simps, they're just looking for validation and vagina. A Captain Save-A-Hoe is looking for everything. A Captain Save-A-Hoe is doing whatever it takes to get the woman. He's going to talk shit about other niggas. He's going to try to kick other niggas' backs in, especially niggas that he, he notices that the women have interest in other men. So what this bitch-ass nigga will do is he'll try to kick the niggas back in and try to make the other guy look like a bum, make the other guy look like a buster, make the other guy look like a cheater to put him in a better spot. But I already talked about that. I think we're going to take a quick pause for the cause because we already got into texting bay, work husband. We've gotten to the certified side nigga. We talked about the dinner date dummy. We still got two left. And of course, we still have more to discuss. But for the time being, I'm going to take a brief, once again, pause for the cause. And do I want to play something? Do I, do I just want to pause this? No. I will play Mystery Box, so be right back.
son, where'd you find this? All right, man. Let's get back to the goddamn thing, man. I had to actually delete a couple of files off my phone because I've been cooking up. We've been cooking up for the past week. Monday, today is going to be of no exception. We're already creeping on to two hours. Phone's on 45%, but I said, fuck it. I brought my charger with me. So it's on and cracking right now. We're going to do a full show. To go along with what I already did earlier today, which I'm not going to do that shit anymore, although I enjoyed doing it, it kind of threw me off with my scheduling and what I wanted to do, and I've been playing video games and shit, i just been enjoying life, you know what I mean, and I'm really getting back into the swing of things, especially with this job, especially with working, making more money, you know, having more money to to do extracurricular shit, to do things that are still legal. At least it's not bringing any harm to anybody besides my cannabis, which doesn't harm a soul. But I enjoyed the simple things. I'm a simple man when it comes down to it. It's just the things that I talk about, I'm very outspoken. So in a lot of ways, I'm misunderstood, but I also have been known to never been a dummy. I'm not a dummy. You feel me? When I come when I come and chop up these dots, when I come in here and we begin to roast these hood boogers and we begin to roast these worthless bitches, I don't want to hear people say that I go too hard. You know what I mean? They'll tell me that I speak bad about women and they dance and twerk to niggas talking shit about bitches 24 fucking 7. The fuck are you talking about? But see, that's the hypocrisy. They don't like regular guys talking about it because they feel that we aren't, we don't deserve to talk about women in that way. But they'll dance and twerk to a nigga with a gold chain, gold teeth in his fucking mouth. And I listen to hip hop. I fuck with hip hop. I fuck with all that shit, but I'm just going to keep it real. They'll listen to those niggas, call them out, call them bitches and hoes. But when the niggas talking some real game and the niggas telling y'all some real facts, telling you about these filthy ass hood boogers, you may you may become like I said, you may be one of these niggas. You may be the texting, the texting nigga. You may be the only you may be the nigga that only deals with her texting. She doesn't want to kick it. She doesn't want to hang out with you. She just wants to keep you around for validation. Because she already has the work husband. And she may fuck around and sleep with the work husband every once in a while. And in some cases, as I addressed before, they may be in quote-unquote committed relationships and still be out here doing some hoe shit. Or if you she dealing with a certified side piece, then she's getting smashed out and she's still going back to that one guy who feels that they're in a committed relationship. You have to realize today, because of social media, because of the nature of women being on display, that idea of a committed relationship no longer exists. No longer exists. Done. Finished. Finished. Finito. Done.
relationships don't work the way they do on television and in the movies. Will they, won't they, and then they finally do and they're happy forever. Give me a break. Nine out of ten of them end because they weren't right for each other to begin with. That's, that's the truth. What the fuck? See, the red pill, man, can be something that's very dangerous. Some people will just equate this to the black pill. And in a lot of ways, it makes sense. And I want to address this. And I've addressed this before, but I want to do this in a different fashion because we are going through this. We are, like I said, I decided we're going to have a full show regardless. We may go over two and a half hours this time. I don't even fucking know. But uh, there's no way that I can really address it. Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I won't even go there. I'll just save that. I'll keep that in my head for another episode. But the dinner date is by far the dumbest. The the dinner date dummy is the dumbest person in her orbit. As I said before, he is also the most available. He's the most emotionally available. Right? He may or may not have looks, but regardless, that woman is going to utilize that man for what he has. And she will display certain attributes to give that guy the impression that she is interested. But the whole fucking time, this bitch is just playing games. This bitch is just trying to use and get this guy's resources. And like I said, similar to all the other ones, this is not the guy who she's with. This is just the guy who she sees every now and then. And this is the guy that she usually sees and doesn't give him anything. Meanwhile, this guy is paying for the meals. This guy is driving her around. This guy is really trying to impress these low-level type of bitches, these hoes. So by far the dumbest, the betas. Matter of fact, we need JLP in the motherfucking building. Fuck the bullshit. JLP. Beta. Them niggas. Beta. You feel me? Those are the dinner date dummies. Those guys. Those those are the ones that are spending the most money. Nine times out of ten, they're trying to spend the most time. But they're usually spending the most money because all of the other guys that she has represents dick, wallet or attention. D.W.A. Dick, wallet and attention. I know. Shout out to Tommy Sotomayor. He has DNA, dick and attention. But I have to put in wallet. Dick, wallet, attention. D.W.A. This is what these bitches have. On their roster, their wallets are mostly the dinner date dummies. Okay, so keep that in mind. We got the texting bay, the texting nigga. I hate saying that word bay. The texting nigga, the work husband, the certified side nigga, the date, the dinner date dummy, and we got two more, right? We got two more. Number five, man. We're not going to waste any fucking time addressing this. We're just going to say it for what it is. 
We're just going to tell you how it is and why it is. Number five, without a doubt. Um, another one on the list that has no reward, no real regard. It's just a person who's there. But it's a person who's always called on, a person who's always depended on by these hoes. And that would have to be number five, Mr. Fix-It. Now, Mr. Fix-It can be looked at in a lot of different ways, fellas. Don't get the game fucked up. Now, Mr. Mr. Fix-It in some situations is piping but he has to do certain things and certain tasks in order to smash, right? But in this case, Mr. Fix-It is just simply the available guy who's able to carry things or maybe something's broke around the house. Like, I brought this up earlier. A lot of these so-called independent bitches, they act independent until they need things done by men. Then it becomes a different story, right? Well, the men who appear are just regular, hardworking, blue-collar men. Now, Mixer, Mr. Fix-It isn't necessarily a simp. In fact, Mr. Simp, I mean, Mr. Mr. Fix-It is not necessarily beta either. But Mr. Fix-It is that designated guy who will always be there to attend to a lot of these hoes. These aren't Captain Save a Hoes per se. These are Captain Save a Hoes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to break it down. These aren't Captain Save a Hoes by nature. These are Captain Save a Hoes by hire. Let's get it. Damn. They are paid Captain Save a Hoes. If a bitch needs the washer fixed, he's that guy. Right. If he's local or better yet, if he's somebody who's just around the neighborhood, then he may be assigned to those tasks on the regular. That's how a lot of these bitches look at men as dick, wallet and attention. Nothing more, nothing less. So. Texting nigga, the work husband, certified side nigga, the dinner date dummy. Mr. Fix-It, a.k.a. The Handyman. What is number six, you may ask? Well, number six isn't necessarily a combination of men, but number six is a multitude of men. The ghost of the bitch's past. What is the ghost of the bitch's past? These are the fallback guys. Damn. Fuck. The fallback guys are always there. I mentioned this earlier. The fallback guy, in a lot of ways, is the certified side nigga, but it can be an old relationship. A guy who she hooked up with, who she's still interested in hooking up with, maybe even more. These are her scraps. These are her available options that were more available in the past than they are today. But for a lot of these hoes, they still keep themselves in shape. They still keep themselves in check. There's no such thing as a productive hoe in the sense of being civilized. There's no civilized hoe. That's why there's the term, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Now, 
certain women who become housewives, they're hoes through and through. Those hoe tendencies don't go away over a fucking ring and over a goddamn ceremony with her loud, nosy, obnoxious-ass girlfriends dancing along in the ceremony. Shit don't work like that. No, 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 no. Because these bitches, they got the fallback niggas. Now, these fallback niggas can be niggas from as as far back as five years ago. That's why we say far back. Uh, uh, that's why we say, in a lot of cases, these dudes are, like I said, fallback. Because these guys, from a minute ago, were piping these bitches. But these women may still have access to dick and wallet from these men as well. So a lot of these hoes have their quote-unquote options, right? All of these options that I've mentioned do not represent a job. It doesn't represent a career. It doesn't represent any form of independence. What it represents is getting independence off of a man. So she can manipulate, use the man for his resources and values or strictly fuck him without a condom, get pregnant from him, hold the child for ransom, threaten to abort the child if the man doesn't follow procedure, or better yet, have the child with the man who's willing to pay for the abortion. You know, that's how certain people are. I don't judge on that particular um, conversation when it comes to abortion. I'm conservative. But I don't feel that abortions should be, like, advertised as, hey, you know, make irresponsible decisions and get no consequences. We'll abort the baby for you. And you can just go on with your life being a smut. But unfortunately, that's how a lot of women operate. A lot of these hoes, the Britney Renners of the world, and I don't say that in really a disrespectful way. Britney Renner is an attractive woman. And I, in a lot of ways, I respect women like Britney Renner because she'll tell you straight up her activities and who she's been with. She advertises herself like a hoe. And maybe that's a trend to where these women can just openly tell you that they're hoes. So you know, then and there, okay, I'm not going to fuck with a hoe. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. You have a blessed day. You feel me? Hopefully women just become more open. In a sense that men are now open about these type of discussions and conversations. Like me, I don't have a problem talking about these topics. I feel that a lot of people who come across this type of information, they may feel some type of way, but they'll get over it or they just won't listen to it. See, me, I appreciate the audience that I have. I just hope a lot of you people take the time out of your day to listen. And if you really like it, you share it with your friends. We're trying to get high numbers coming up 2020. Wait, 22, 2022, sorry. Everything's been flying by so quickly, man. The past three three years have been just insane. From 2018 to right now, it's mind-blowing to realize it's been that much time. And it's felt like everything has just been in fast motion. You know what I mean? Everything's been in a, like fast-forward mode. You know what I mean? But fuck it. We already dealt with everything that needed to be dealt with. It is 9.06. I still feel like speaking my mind a little bit, so I will do so. For the people who may want to hear a little bit more insight, you can. But there's not going to be a lot of um, you know, insights and punchlines. Um, it is 9.05 p.m. 
I am getting ready to go in here and wrap things up for the next hour and 10 minutes. I can get this these small tasks done and be on my fucking way out of this motherfucker. Um, it's always a good time when I get a chance to really sit back and really have like a conversation. In a weird way, I'm conversating to my phone. I'm recording a conversation with you people, whoever listens, whoever supports, and there's a good amount of people out there. I want to salute and thank y'all. But we're not done. We're going to still climb. We're going to still try to get to a higher platform or not even a platform. I love Anchor. You know what I mean? I love the connection to Spotify. I love all that. But I mean notoriety. And we're not going to do it by downplaying the next man or talking shit about the next content creator. We're going to actually show love and support for these content creators. And at the Red Pill Party podcast, I always give a shout out to these people. And it's one of the concepts that I had of the Red Pill Party where it would be, in my mind, the Red Pill Party would be me, somebody like Kevin Samuels every now and then, definitely somebody like Minister Jap, definitely somebody like, uh, um, did I mention Donovan Sharp? If I didn't, then him. And a lot of other people who I feel we need to get together and have real discussion. And I'm not saying like a real serious discussion. Like we can just have fun, chop it up, roast bitches, but really talk about real information, real topics like male suicide, for example, the incel communities, but really a thought provoking conversation to really talk about things that are still a part of the manosphere in a lot of ways, but it's sort of, out of reach for a lot of people. A lot of people don't understand or a lot of people choose not to understand. And we really need to have more of these type of discussions. And I think by utilizing and for me, just giving credit where credit is due, a lot of my topics are really bouncing off of the minds of Kevin Samuels or the minds of Minister Jap, or maybe something that I've heard from a Donovan Sharp recording or something that I heard Rolo Tomasi say just to give my little uh, you know, bits and pieces of, of information towards it or my experiences dealing with it. And I think it's almost like social commentary, but we're talking about it in raw form. We're talking about it live. We're talking about it in the life because we're living a life. You know what I'm saying? Rather than being a costume alpha who's just talking about hitting the gym, all this other stupid, goofy shit, but really, when it comes down to the information and to the knowledge and to the entertainment value, these guys are fucking bums. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be real. Um, but like I said, with me, it's a straight and narrow path. Straight and narrow path when it comes to work. Straight and narrow path when it comes to my extracurricular activities, smoking weed, playing video games. Uh, when the weather gets better, which is going to be probably four or five months from now, um getting back to skateboarding, um, getting back to working out, getting back to really, with me, working out was really the treadmill, sweating it out in the treadmill, um, getting back into shape, which I've already pretty much been doing. Uh, I got back down 20 pounds from, um, I would say the past nine months, like 10 months, 11 months ago, I was like 240. 
I was up there. So I already knew that I had to do something quick, fast. So during that time, luckily, it was nice weather. I just did what I usually do, skate. I would skate a total of three hours a day. I used to skate three hours a day two times, meaning I'd go outside, wake up, take a shower, do whatever. 10.30 a.m. I go outside. Hour and a half, go in the house, 12 o'clock. Play video games, smoke, BS. Then go outside later on towards evening, maybe 4 or 5 o'clock for another hour and a half. So if I go at 4 o'clock, I go home at 5.30, usually sweating profusely. And I would do that every weekend or every day that I wasn't working. I just remembered constantly doing that. And I just melted weight-wise. It was just a go-to thing that I could easily lose weight, and I'm doing something that I love doing. You know, I've been skateboarding. Fuck. I've been skateboarding since, like, 11, 12 years old. So it's like riding a bike. You don't forget it. You know what I mean? So I was doing shit like that to stay in shape. And I realized, looking back, that was the best thing that was available to me. Um, Today, I don't really get a chance to be as active as I used to be. So to compensate that, I had to make certain sacrifices when it comes to eating. I don't eat as much food as I used to do because I know I have to compensate for my lack of activity. Although I'm working, I still have to move certain shit. I have to move certain things, or move certain tables, lift certain tables, but that's like, you know, that's not really much. Now, if I was doing that every day, then yeah, I'd be, I would be a fucking tank. You know what I mean? I'll be running through hoes. But see, this we're exposing hoes. We're not running through bitches. And I have to address this too, because you guys have to understand something. I'm a melanated, um, I'm a melanated American Indian, and I don't play games with thoughts. I don't play games with these niggas either. So my direction when it comes to the podcast is to help those that I addressed earlier. I think 27 to 32, 27 to 32 or some shit, that demographic, no, 21 to 27. That's the demographic that I aim for. And within the analytics, these were the people that were actually the ones listening. So I have to give credit to where credit is due and thank those people for supporting and listening because my content is actually aimed towards your age group. The men who are my age and the men who are older, those are guys who usually either have things figured out or they'll just choose to live their own path of destruction. They won't listen to any other man try to better them because they'll look at it as um, being too direct. A lot of niggas need this direct, hard, tough love to really get through it. A lot of these niggas need to stop simping and stop pedestalizing these bitches as well. But yeah, man, it's 914 right now, man. You guys know I got pretty much an hour to knock out the rest of what I need to knock out. We are at two hours and two minutes going on to two hours and three minutes. We're going to wrap this shit up in the way that I know best. You know what I mean? Former president, Hopefully the future president, once again, of the United States of America, Mr. Donald Trump, let's wrap it up talking about how woke is is a bunch of bullshit and malarkey. And we're going to let the audience 
We're going to let the horns wrap everything up. It's been a blessing to get a chance to jump on here the way that I have, especially with today. Didn't plan on doing a two-hour recording, especially with the hour recording from earlier. Maybe an hour and 30 minutes, I think, from earlier. But fuck it. We did a total of three and a half hours. No exceptions. No BS. You know, the regular. Tomorrow, we may tone it down a bit. We may not do anything in the morning. You may not hear nothing from your boy, Jersey Judah, in the AM. But you will definitely hear something from me at the nighttime. We're going to keep this thing strictly nighttime for the time being because it's easier for me to get this done. But realize that we are coming. And what I wanted to mention earlier is my information is raw. I'm not telling you niggas how to get bitches. You niggas should know that already. I'm telling you niggas what bitches to stay away from. And I'm trying to help these young men to be productive future fathers. See, I didn't get a chance to do that, unfortunately. I may not get a chance to do it. I'm just being realistic. Because the way that I look at women today, I just don't feel that they are potential worthy mothers. They're just not, in my opinion. No offense to those women. Those women can look at me as a no-shit-having nigga, too. I won't give a fuck, though. Y'all bitches will be the ones to complain, not me. But my shit is directed for the young audience the 21 to 27 year olds who are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with the modern day women. It's time for you niggas to wake up. But once again, it's been a blessing to do this. I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. Usually the same time between six 30 and seven 30. And we usually go hour and a half to two hours, but you guys already know the rest in the meantime. And in between time, Jersey Judah red pill party podcast, New age traditionalism coming soon. And on that note, I'm signing out. Peace. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Damn, son, where'd you find this?